and welcome to the DM's Book Club, a podcast where we read about some Dungeons and Dragons and discuss how we might include it in our role-playing campaigns. Today, I have a very, very, very special guest, someone who we've only recently become friends, but I believe we've become firm friends. So <laughs> today we have John. Hello, John. How are you, my friend? Hey, Fiona. How are we doing? <laughs> doing well, doing well. John, I always have to ask this really awkward icebreaker question, but how long have you been playing role-playing games for and you know, what got you into it? Uh, I've been playing since 1979, mm-hmm. so 41-ish, Jesus, 42 years. Um, <laughs> yeah. My uncle had the uh, original three D&D books, mm. um, yeah, the original several D&D books, um, and I used to go there and roll up monsters because they had polyhedral dice. Only one set of them, one set of polyhedral dice, which he kept in a box. Years later, I find myself thinking, well, he only had one set of dice. Then the thought occurs to me, hang on a second, yeah, it was 1979. Mm-hmm. One set of dice was probably all you could find. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, 40 odd years and um, yeah, never stopped. That's amazing. So is there a particular, because obviously you mentioned obviously D&D there, but is there any particular genres that you prefer or any favourite systems that you prefer to play in? I'm squarely in the science fiction side of things for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do enjoy reading fantasy, not get me wrong, but mm-hmm. um, for me, science fiction, near future. Sometimes I've played Jovian Chronicles once or twice. It's it's good, but you've got to have a really good plot to work with it. And, mm-hmm. and quite often it doesn't work because the more technology you've got, the easier you can circumvent so many things. I'm currently mm-hmm. playing a Cthulhu game, which who isn't these days? Um, <laughs> there's a D&D game, there's a few other bits and pieces, but yeah, I, I, I play all sorts. It's so funny when you say that everyone's in a Cthulhu game. I agree. I think suddenly we're in a pandemic and people are like, we need more terror. We need more things that we can't explain. Let's go for... <laughs> less scary than what's going on in the world. Uh, yeah, that is exactly true. <laughs> so... <laughs> talk today about something that I've picked, which is scary in some respects. I say that in quotation marks, but we're actually going to look at something that's just recently been announced, uh, thanks to Wizards, the Unearthed Arcana 2021 Gothic Lineages. And I thought, ooh, that's really good because I myself am hoping to start a Curse of Strahd campaign. So I'm already delve into like all the vampiric lore, all the sort of like any sort of horror just to get myself sort of going. And this has just come out at the perfect time for me. So I thought, why not inflict this on my good friend John to talk mm. about <laughs> different lineages. Oh, definitely. It's a thing about when you're looking at new things and they're not the run-of-the-mill things. Mm-hmm. They're not the elves, the dwarves, everything else. They're not they're anything like that. It's things where you haven't played this before. You haven't tried this before. You know, you may have tried this in a different system somewhere or something else, but, but this is something new. Mm. And this is something interesting because it's what you'd look at from the point of view of it's a monster, but it's mm. not a monster. And I've always loved Frankenstein. I don't yes. know the whole thing. I've always brilliant. That whole idea of of what makes a person a person, what makes a creature a monster. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But but at the same time, it's it's yeah, fantastic. The idea that you've got something that was born in darkness and yet still has the potential to be, for the better phrasing, I know the alignment works these ways, but but a good person. Mm. It's something that comes straight through because obviously they're using the word lineages over race. They have a big design note saying about what they're planning to do and you know racial traits henceforth will only reflect physical or magical realities and not mm. necessarily anything else like cultural characteristics and stuff. Mm-hmm. So instantly it is taking again what Tashis has done and sort of implementing it forward and I know Pathfinder has ancestry instead of race and mm-hmm. that's what they're using this terminology more and I just think it's great because I feel like there's something about saying 
learned the word race and you instantly there's all that sort of it's it's a very uh, evocative word and mm. i think people don't know how to deal with it no. so changing it to something like lineages or mm. ancestry i think it just opens it up so much more and people i think get it which sounds mm. a bit odd i guess but yeah i, I think people understand it better because it's, it's most people can't see beyond the concept of their own race mm. and their own ideas and their own everything else so when you say i'm playing a dwarf do you have any experience of that no are you playing an ogre? Yes. I, I have no idea what one of those is. Trolls, Shadowrun, things like that. You, you just don't know. Mm -hmm. There's no immediate frame of reference. Your, your life experience may be similar, but you've never been that race. Mm -hmm. And so to have it where it says, this is actually the sum total of what that character did as a person, rather than what they are defines them, it's who they are defines them. And mm. not to go Batman on that one, but at the same time, that's, that's what it is, isn't it? It's, it's the whole, yeah, it isn't what I was born to be, it's what I became. Mm. I like that, just shifting that focus onto who that person is rather than being defined by a whole stereotype and stuff. And I think with this, again, like you said, going to sort of the more gothic thing, so like you said, we've got uh, Dampier, which is like a vampire version uh, of a playable race or, or lineage, uh, Hexblood, which is stuff to do with hags and, and witchcraft, and then Reborn, which you've sort mm. of alluded to, which is almost like a Frankenstein monster-esque or, or mm. an undead zombie coming back. And I just and it just covers those sort of free big sort of like i imagine that like hammer horror films so you obviously mm. dracula frankenstein the mummy that sort of thing and i just getting these sort of archetypes from those sort of very classic horrors into the game that's it's playable but like you said it's an experience that hopefully none of us have ever experienced <laughs> oh, indeed not indeed not but that's the thing though isn't it it's it's where whenever you play whatever you play however you play it's being able to put yourself in that position and say actually if i was and I mean, even back in 79 and everything else, none of these rules existed, none of these concepts existed. And at the same time, though, you were still playing exactly the same as you do now. Mm -hmm. You were still playing as your character and whatever that may have been. And this is just one more thing where you can stretch that imagination just a little bit. For me, the, I mean, the Dampier, yep, fair enough, no worries. I can see a lot of people being attracted to that. Mm -hmm. White Wolf, obvious parallels, no problem at all, but... For me, it's one of the least of the interesting ones. Mm. And I'm, I'm far more interested in the Reborn. I'll cover that one in a moment. But <laughs> for me, the, the damp here is... I'd like the fact that it had different things that it could feed from. Yes. It wasn't specifically go straight to the blood. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a very important distinction. And you can look at it and go, actually, well, I don't want my character to be doing that. There's an option. So the Dampier, it is sort of based on vampiric tendencies. So they would drain something of something, and they have like this uh, the hungers table. I know D and D are really into their origins and their memories and the, the hungers tables. But yeah, you can, from you can get stuff from like the actual sort of physical, so like you said, blood, flesh, or raw meat. But then all the way down to sort of uh, dreams and life mm. energy, and like getting proper visions of like Colin the energy vampire, if mm. you want to play that sort of thing, or even draining the color of one's appearance. So again. Like from outer space yeah. yeah exactly so again it's it's nice to have that the range of being able to that you yeah. need something to sate a desire of some sort mm. but it's not the typical sort of graphic violence and stuff, so that other yeah. people who are like i don't want that but i want to play this kind of character mm -hmm. is just to sort of go back to it a little bit all of these uh lineages are of two types of creature which i thought was quite interesting so mm. it talks about obviously there's a list of types so you've got you know aberration beast uh celestials etc and normally the sort of playable lineages or races have just one but obviously with this because they're a bit gothic you're like well 
some of those you're like well it could be a bit i guess i don't know detrimental to have them so if you're just only an undead well anything any yeah, various uh, healing spells various holy waters take you pick any combination of the above just can't, just can't help you yep, exactly no but then here these two these three sorry have more than one type so there are mm. always humanoid plus something yep. else so for example it gives the example of cure wounds is that it would this cure wounds will affect all these creatures because they are humanoid first and so there is a part of that and i thought that was quite a clever way of getting grounded without mm. going oh well, you can't heal yourself or oh you definitely take all this damage etc but mm. you're also it's just it's just a nice i guess change in that and i think that's going to happen going forward is that we're going to have more humanoid plus something <laughs> Going back to just quickly to the Dampier, like, yeah, I absolutely love the idea that it's having this hunger, having mm. some sort of, a, you know, some people might say addiction or something like that, but in order to keep going in some way. From what I looked at from this, there doesn't seem to be a particular downside if you didn't, mechanically, if you mm. didn't fulfill your desire to, so let's say if we take the, the main example of drink blood, there's no yeah. penalty or stuff. So it's definitely yeah. more of a role play aspect, but uh, I don't know what you feel about that. I think the negative should be in there, though. There should be, mm. because you, you've got all these various things. So the, the Dampier traits, you've got the Dark Vision, you've got the Spider Climb, you've got the Vampiric Bite. You can regain hit mm -hmm. points by doing these various things. Mm. Where's the downside? What happens when you, you know, you're sitting in a black and white world because you've eaten all the colour? What's happened? <laughs> I haven't been watching WandaVision recently, but at the same time, mm. here's where we are. It's the, it's the whole. So what's the negative? Where's the downside? There needs to be one. I do think with these ones, I, it's interesting because obviously with the new talk about going forward that there's no negative ability mm. stats and stuff like that, I do feel like this would have dealt with just having a consequence for like mm. overindulging or for not mm. checking. Again, I guess, and it could be optional, like just having mm. an optional rules just for the GM just to go through it. And yeah, like the one thing that does stand out from the Dampier, uh, it has this vampiric bite attack, which I'll just read out. It's just, it counts as a simple melee weapon, which you're proficient in, which is probably good because <laughs> if you're not, then <laughs> so your bite deals 1d4 piercing damage on a hit and if you're missing half your hit points or more you have advantage on attack rolls made with your bite so of course yeah sort of desperation and stuff and then you get two sort of uh, things from it so you either regain the hit points equal to the damage you've dealt which is quite good or you gain a bonus to your next ability check or attack you make and that equals mm. the damage and you can only do that a certain number of times so i think mm. that's really cool but again, for me, that I would see this almost like bardic inspiration. I would hope it would mm. level up as you do, because it seems like if it's just a D4, by the time you become a level 10 or plus, how often yeah. are you going to use your bites? Because you, know. you, you get more of them, but mm. you just don't, yeah. But you have to sit there nibbling at them, which is not quite the, <laughs> it's not quite the concept, is it? You, you're now leveling Nielsen cool. rather than Dracula, aren't you? Exactly. You know, which, which is wonderful, but you're sitting there going... <laughs> It's like, well, wonderful, great. What am I going to do? I'm going to nibble this thing to death. Mm. Fantastic, great. I, I, I feel all wonderful and vampiric, yeah. The whole overindulgence thing, um, mm. they did it very, very well in um, Blades in the Dark, mm. where when your character's recovering across the period, if you recover more than you actually had lost, so if you only had two points missing and you recovered three, the third did damage mm. because you'd overindulged. And with this one, I, I can see where the advantage comes in because you're hungry. For me, I'd put it as disadvantage mm. because you're hungry. You're not thinking. Mm -hmm. You're starving. You're starving. You're desperate. There's a disadvantage right there. Mm. And then what happens if you, you chomp on it and then you can't stop? Exactly. That whole, no problem. Okay, I've got it. Fantastic. I'm biting. Here we go. You know, the TV series Lost Girl, if you, you, you lose yourself in that, mm. you can't stop what you're doing. You accidentally kill things. Mm. You didn't mean to, but you do. 
and there's nothing in here that covers that and i think there really should be yeah. even if it's something that you don't make mandatory mm. just something so that people can say no there is a negative to this you know why would you play a human when you can play one of these Mm-hmm. Well, there's no reason, is there? No drawbacks in this whatsoever. It does feel that's sort of niche because, like, uh, people, you know, again, if you're coming from a gothic lineage, of things like I was turned against my will and now mm. I fight the other people. But, like you just said, and again, talking about the vampiric fighter stuff, I don't see myself ever becoming a, a powerful vampiric lord. I see mm. myself as spawn. And I think it feels like a curse, but with no uh, mechanical disadvantages yeah, to it. Yeah. yeah. Most people are going to go for this because there's everyone mm. loves vampires <laughs> right now. Previously, yeah. Previously, yeah, it just feels like there should be a, a bit more to it, I think. And but I do love like the origins table, like he talks about, like you know, you've yeah. got the vampire bit to it. There's one that's just a parasite that in- inhabits your body, and mm. again, that could be cool because it doesn't have to be vampiric at all. And no, it just has yeah. to be something that hungers. Exactly. So I think again, it's it's a the vampire is like the basic like well, it is what you want to be if you want to be like a you know a Dracula type character. But actually, it can go for anything. And yeah, again, I feel like the Parasite Origins one, or even like the Radical Experiment one on number eight. Uh, I was curious about the Radical Experiment one. There was a brief thing of hmm. hang on a second. For that, I saw that as more of like um almost like a Wolverine transformation mm. type one. So like you were pumped with all these things and you've become mm. something new. Again, mm. one of those things where I would probably let my players have a go at. This but I don't know if I'd let them do it straight from the beginning I would want to know why they want to be this character and yeah. is it and is there a strong not even backstory because I know we've talked on the podcast before about backstory it's not necessarily that important to the GM it is important mm. to have but you're not you don't want two pages worth when five bullet points will do <laughs> yeah at the same time though that you've got to wonder why someone would want to be and that's the thing for me I wonder if it would be better if it was played against type Mm. And if this is something where you could move it on from, you know, the players are attacked, something occurs, then you actually have something where someone doesn't want it. Yes. But then it becomes the question of, has someone sought this out? There are bits in the, the origins table where it goes, yep, no problem. I wanted to be transformed into this. But what strikes me for this one is that when you're looking at each one of them, none of it says willing. Everything says something went wrong somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every single one of those, there's, there's eight different ones there, and every one of them says... There's either something that's wrong or something bad has been somewhere else. For example, the first one, Mm. you are the reincarnation of an ancestor who was a vampiric tyrant. Not just a vampire, a tyrant. Tyrant, yeah. And it's the key between those. You've got a negative connotation in there at all times. There is something in there that says, Mm. something about this is bad. You don't have to be bad. No. But something that happened to make you this way was bad. And I think that's an interesting narrative to take mm-hmm. because it, it doesn't take into account the whole... I mean, have a look at these things, Blade. Yeah, I was thinking of Blade just then because I realised, mm. again, because there's no negative uh, mm-hmm. game mechanics, there's no sunlight sensitivity, which, again, me coming from a vampiristic background, yep. you know, you'd expect that in there, but obviously they've gone, oh, no, because they want people to play this. You know, you don't want to be disadvantaged because you want to be able to travel in the day and stuff. But, yeah, I, so I do see this more of a Daywalker-esque type mm-hmm. thing. Exactly so. But there's the thing, though, isn't it? Where's the drawback? Because Blade was infinitely superior to anything until the end of the film, at which point he had a slight problem. And, and I mean a slight problem, because let's be fair, you know, five minutes of kicking ass and you're done. But, <laughs> you know, it's just like, what happened? Well, he became the vampire god. What did Blade do? He kicked a syringe into its head. <laughs> really? Is that how he beat it? I, yeah, yeah, it looks like it. Mm. What happened then? Well, it went boom. And, oh, right, okay. Spoilers, it. everybody, sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs>
let's move on to hex blood then. Mm. So hex blood, another sort of big part of obviously we think of witches or hags, you think of Baba Yaga, all that sort of mm. thing. And so now they've gone from more sort of a fae-like thing where you're these individuals are infused with eldritch magic or fae energy mm. or some sort of witchcraft. And it's about bargains primarily. Mm. Like you want power, you bargain with these people, but of course, as we all know, bargains always are in the favor of people. We've done this with devils. Mm. You know, it's interesting the one thing i really love about hex bloods is it's more for flavor than anything else but they have this irremovable living crown which they call the elder cross or the witch's turn so you can see this sort of living garland that grows out of them i think it says at some point i'm like whoa that's first of all yuck but also (laughs) it's that idea that you always know that that person has done this bargain there's always a big mark on them what did you make of the hex bloods I thought it was interesting. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm with them on the whole idea of having something where there is a marking to it. There's an understanding that it's clear on that. Uh, the game I wrote some years ago, Quest, has characters called Etherbound. And Etherbound were subjects of sorceress experiments way before they were born. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they channel power much stronger than any other characters. But they have a curse for it. And the more they use it, the more it burns them from the inside. Ooh. And so the more they use it, the more you can see the damage that it's doing to them manifesting as a physical shape. And I think that that's very much the thing with witches. You didn't, you never knew what a witch was. You look back mm. at the trials from so many years ago when so many people were accused in such ways, and you look at the, the new things coming out, um, the desanction uh, mm. from Just Crunch Games, things like that where you don't know mm. that it's a witch. And this one clearly says, nope, 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 it really is. There it is. And it's the whole, it's a fae, so you can see it. But again, going back to the representations in various popular media, Oscar, True Blood, take your pick, there's a thousand of them, you can't immediately tell. If you're a human, you can't tell. Mm. So the idea that it becomes immediately a point where you can tell, mm-hmm. there it is, unlike the Dampier, where, barring the fact that they might suddenly crisp up when you get them in the sunlight, you know, you've got no problem there. But I like the idea, and I like the notion that there were different things, but again, you're looking at... They're all negatives again. Why are they negatives? Mm -hmm. Why can't you just have been born that way? Why does it have to be bad? Is that the whole thing with the Gothic? Is it... Does it have to be a bad thing? Inherently, are you tragic? Is that what it is? I guess I guess it must be, actually, thinking about it. Yeah, I think you're right. So some of the origins I've got here is like your parents made a bargain and you are the result of that bargain. So you think of any fairy tales where parents are like wishing for children and then obviously mm-hmm. they get something. The one I, I particularly, that stood out to me was like, Faye kidnapper swapped you and your parents' child. Like, whoa, there's so much baggage I in that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think all these origin stories, like it feels like they're always going to be like, there's going to be a dark turn on it. You're not just a hex blood because it's a nice thing to be. For me, I would, again, like, want to play against type. Maybe I'd be like, oh, yes, I can't wait for him to be turned into a hag. It's certainly great because Mother Nightshade told me this, you know, like, just being super, super positive. I don't know how well that would go down. <laughs> it, it's, it's a curious thing, isn't it? It's, it's the difference between, you know, Good Willow and Evil Willow from Buffy. Mm. You, know, you suddenly got Evil Willow and it's a moment of, whoa, no, stay away from that. Stay away get from away, that. Get away from her, yeah. <laughs> but Good Willow, on the other hand, who was just as strong and indeed the same thing, the same person, the same and everything else but when she was being good willow it wasn't a problem the minute she was being bad willow it's the same person it feels very much like um weirdly like a slytherin thing where it's like mm. ambition and as soon yep. as you some you have someone that is ambitious and has this power they're going to use it for bad yep. and again it feels very sort of like a stereotypical villain s type thing whereas mm. i think I'd hope that people would like would try and use power for good and bad or be able mm. to do that. Because again, like you said, it's it's that sort of weird sort of thing where 
it feels like, oh, well, they're clearly on a cursed path and they're going to mm. become a hag in the end because it talks about this ritual that they have where mm -hmm. eventually the hags and the hexbloods come together. And once that happens, the hexblood is turned into a hag and they become an NPC, a minor character, which I think is quite devastating, mm. actually. That's, so I get it. quite horrendous, isn't it? It just feels like, again, reading it through, it says, like, you know, the hag and the hexblood have to be in the same place and consent to the lengthy ritual, circumstances most Hexbloods shun, but have come to accept over the many courses. So it's like a coming an age ritual, I guess, all, mm. uh, the in inevitability of it happening. It's a cool bit of lore to have. Mm. I don't know if I'd, I wouldn't have it in my campaign. I I, yeah. I, no, there's no chance. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take a character away from that. Yeah. consent. By the very nature of that, if I was a player and I'd, I'd spent X number of years playing this character and the GM finally goes, right, that hag's turned up. Like, Nope, 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 not going anywhere near it, nope, go on, make me. Mm. And that becomes an entirely new thing for that character to go through, is the whole, what happens when you say no? And that is at the heart of many games, it, it's what happens if you say no. Mm. Well, this one says, well, you know, it undergoes this irreversible ritual, you haven't got to, there's no way back here. Going back to the, you know, the crow, there ain't no coming back. Well, there isn't. So, when you look at that, it requires me in the same place, consent to the lengthy ritual, Circumstances most hexblood shun might come to accept over the course of centuries. Might come, yeah. But you're not dying anytime soon, are you? Mm. Might come to over the course of centuries. I could have missed the bit where it says you're immortal, but... You, you know what? Looking at all three of them, it doesn't say how long they age to. So it's, uh, presumably it is as long as needed. Exactly. Are they dead? Are they not dead? Are they... Because then you're back to the whole, where's the negative? Mm -hmm. What is it? It's immortal. Right. So everyone else gets pinned underground and is going to die because they're human. Mm -hmm. You're going to sit there going, okay, I'll wait for someone to dig me out. No worries. Yeah. 150 years later, dragon goes rampaging past, all the rocks fall away. You go, oh, oh look, the sun. Hooray. I'm here. Fantastic. <laughs> Excuse me while I stretch. You know, which is <laughs> not, you know, I mean, I appreciate they can be killed the same way as everything else with sword and fire and everything else, but. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it would be cool to have some sort of like a consequence, I guess, mm. whether it's, it's good or bad. I guess, I guess, because this is the thing that again, DD is trying to work out is like not giving players negative things related mm. to lineages. But looking at the Hexbug trace, there's so obviously it's Fey and Humanoid. So Fey is first. You've mm. got Dark Vision, Fey Resilience, Advantage on Saving Throws to yep. avoid uh, and being charmed, which is quite good. Hex mm -hmm. Magic, so you've got a little bit of that. The cool role-playing thing slash helpful thing, the magic token. So yeah. for an action, you can harmlessly pull out one of your nails, a tooth for a lock of hair, you know, casual, and it's got magic. And then if you give it to someone, you can send them a telepathic message <laughs> or scry on them if they're within 10 miles. Mm. Uh, was it? You do this once per long rest, at which point your missing part regrows. So just like the same nail, like, <laughs> just pulling that out. <laughs> you see, speaking as a person who's just had his toenail, in-growing toenail, removed does that break me of painless no 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 not the word i'd use mm -hmm. <laughs> not the word i'd use it's still in a bandage right now it's been two weeks yeah <laughs> still hurts yeah i was just i just like the idea of just pulling out a tooth and then giving it to someone like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's not an orc you can't just pull teeth out and hope they regrow it doesn't work that way <laughs> sorry yeah. 40k reference there my apologies <laughs> <laughs> again for flavor it sounds really cool but again going forward i don't i mean it's it's a cool thing but again very specific again i guess if you're splitting the party up or if you're trying to i don't know, hock out a tooth and then putting it in like someone's 
bag and they go, I wish to see what they're up to in 10 miles away. And then they're like, oh, they've left the range. Like, they're not here anymore, etc. <laughs> or even worse, the, the players say, and the first time you do it, there's that brief minute where you pull the tooth out and you put it in the pocket. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I what? What? You're doing what? So I thought you were normal. It's like, no. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Just just keep it in it's your okay. pocket. The tooth will come back. It's yeah. a lucky tooth. There you go. No. Yeah. <laughs> As it pops back, you go, okay, I've used it now. <laughs> What's the worst that could... <laughs> <laughs> we'll move away from Hexplots mm -hmm. and their weird magic token stuff. <laughs> Let's talk about Reborn. Which is, oh, yes. <laughs> the first thing I love about the Reborn is that it just says, death is not the end. I mean, yeah. we've had two, <laughs> two other lineages, which are also immortal, but I like this as it specifically talks about individuals who have died, but somehow still live. So again, yeah. you can bring them back as they've died. You don't have, mm -hmm. to, you know, reincarnation hasn't worked, etc. Yeah, there's a description of like how they've, you know, how they've exhibited like that these people are reborn. Mm -hmm. So like you've got bloodless veins standing mm -hmm. out that they've been touched by death. Others are being stitched together from other beings. Yep. Oh. The cool flavorsome thing that I do love about this is that the faded memories, there is this, well, I love this line, it's interruption in their lives. The matter that they don't remember things. <laughs> um, and it's like their lives have been interrupted and now they don't remember. And mm. I don't think I've seen this table before or a table like it where it is mm. a lost memories where so you can sit for a time and mm. try and remember something or do a skill and then you get to roll on this table and then it yeah. asks the player themselves what they do. So like, for example, uh, a memory causes you to shed a tear. Mm. Is it a bitter or cheerful memory? Does recalling it make you feel the same way? So that's mm. actually asking the player to come up with something, improvise mm. a little bit on the spot and add that flavor. Mm. I just, yeah, I absolutely I love like this. Yeah. I really like that. I, I like the idea that you didn't just wake up and go, oh, hi, it's me. You don't do that. Going to the, um, the stories of Frankenstein mm. and everything else, um, which, which remains one of the perfectly shiny ones, but at the same time, the idea that you don't recall everything, you recall something, because you've got to recall something, otherwise, well, what are you? Mm. Spring whole ground from there, you've got no idea what you are, you've got no idea what you do. They did. I don't know if you ever saw the TV series Penny Dreadful. Oh, I've seen bits of it, not all of it, though. There's a bit in the, the first episode, no spoilers, don't worry, but there's a bit there where Frankenstein makes a creature, and the, the creature is, is, is a poet and thinks about things and does all sorts of other things, and then at the end of it, he's about to give his creature a name, something punches right through the creature's heart mm. and steps in front, and it's actually the original creature that he made <gasps> that's a creature of darkness. Ooh. So that brief minute of... Oh, you know, you're thinking, you know, the monster's not a monster, it's a poet. It's wonderful, it's marvellous. Wait a minute, there it is. There it's it is. <laughs> Got it. Seen him. No problem. Got it. There we go. Phew. <laughs> but then all the way through it, he doesn't recognise who he is. He's got a name. He's got a family. Ooh. And by season three, mm. he's got a name. He's got a family. Mm. And it's it's absolutely, it's tragic beyond recognition. Ooh. But it's brilliant as a result because you've got that real sense of, did I request the maker from my clay to mould me man? Mm -hmm. Did I solicit thee from darkness to promote me? No, you bloody didn't. <laughs> you bloody did not. Simple as that. This was not your choice. You died. You shouldn't be here. And then people start to worry about that because you, you shouldn't be coming back. They find out about this one. Just the primitive fears of the dead coming back. Zombies. Ghouls. Whites. We're in D&D &D here. It's not undead. It's once dead. And there's the thing. That, that presents a far more intriguing thing. In the game... We're going to be playing in a short while, Pantheon. Mm. Um, my character, it's practically this. I'm, I'm so hoping this gets adopted. 
because if it does, I'm having this. This this is me. This is me all over. <laughs> and 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 it's the whole wonderful thing. I mean, you you look at the origins on there of what happened. You were magically resurrected. Something went wrong. Mm-hmm. Really? What went wrong? More importantly, who did it? Because it mm. wasn't the other players. Who did it? After clawing free from your grave. Oh, that's a cheerful thing. <laughs> Marvelous. You have no memories except for a single name. Perfect. Now there's a revenge quest if ever I saw one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wonderful. No problem at all. You were released after being petrified for generations. Yes. Interesting. I like that. I like that one quite a lot. That's very dark. Yeah. The the other one that I, that I liked was that your body hosts a possessing spirit that shares mm-hmm. its memories but replaces your missing appendages with phantasmal limbs. That's yeah. that's scary. Because again, you, obviously we hear about people you know who've who've lost limbs and stuff, and they have the phantom limb thing. And I just thought. They do. What a cool thing to be. The other one I quite liked as well, The you wake in a abandoned laboratory alongside complex designs for clockwork organs. That's not disturbing. Uh- <laughs> That's not at all Hellboy, is it? No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> in this particular one, the types you can have, so obviously humanoid first, but then you can decide whether you want to be the construct version or the undead one, which mm. I like. That's quite good so that you, you can you can choose who you know whether you want to go down. It's just all these limbs or, or just a humanoid combat or an actual uh, robotic construct as well. Mm-hmm. I quite like yeah. that choice. I'll do something else different. And yeah, I, I just, I love the ideas. I, I love the fact that you've got a, an ability check that when you use a skill, you roll the D6, add the number roll to the check. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, no problem at all. Fantastic. You might remember all these things. You might remember things that you were, that you could have been, that you were, you might have been. Wonderful. For me, that becomes far more interesting than, okay, you occasionally drink blood. Mm. The negative sides of things on this one, the, the, the abilities of it, it's got a bunch, but none of them are overpowering. Yeah, you don't have trouble with poison. Advantage from death saving throws, curiously enough. <laughs> you don't need to eat, drink, or breathe. You don't need to sleep. Magic can't put you to sleep. There's, there's one of the only tangible in-game benefits. No one's going to throw sleep at you. Mm-hmm. And if they do, you're going to go, what? <laughs> yeah, sleep when I'm dead? Wrong, son. Mm. Ain't doing no sleeping when I'm dead. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. wrote a novel a couple of years ago, and it's exactly that. It says, you know, do you, you know that thing, sleep when you're dead? It's wrong. It's completely wrong. I haven't slept a wink. I just sit here with my eyes closed going, dear God. No, yeah. I'm bored now. When is everyone else waking up? <laughs> <laughs> is everybody else up? I'm going to go wake them up. I'm going to go it's wake up. Six minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> come on, come on. Yeah, I think you're completely right. I think whilst the the, the Dampier obviously is like, again, through media and stuff, it is like portrayed, like, you know, you think of an interview with a vampire, you mm-hmm. think of all these very, uh, very attractive, charismatic mm-hmm. stuff. But here, you have so much customization. You can really nail it down and make it so personal. And I think being able to, like I said, with the faded memories thing, just having that moment, like what we would probably refer to now as like the DM's whisper. It's like, what Mm. do you think is... But having the player say that either aloud or just to Mm. the DM for everyone else to hear, I think that is just so incredible just a, a small bit for monologuing again I, as a dm i would probably allow it and i'll be like mm. okay wrap it up we don't need all of this yeah. but it, it and yeah that's the thing that all these faded memories they don't necessarily impact on the future so they mm. can make up as much as they want and remember it and then the next second it is gone and they don't remember yeah. it anymore or it doesn't affect going forward but it's something that they keep and i just yeah i've never seen uh, a, a lineage do that before and I, I just i'd like that and then the notion that it, it could be an unreliable witness it could be a thing where they remember something and then later on they go well i didn't mean it that way but the dm sitting there going yeah i bet you did <laughs> i'll bet you did in fact, tell you what, you absolutely did, and guess where that's going? Notes for next week's session, no problem at all, here we go. And I, I just find it more interesting as, oh, yeah. as a character concept, the, the whole idea that you have been, and now you're back. And it, it's, it's the biggest shift. Mm-hmm. When someone says, what comes after? You don't know. Yeah. 
And if you believe in God, great, no problem at all. Gods, take your pick, no problem at all. Can you reasonably say you've gone to meet your God? No. Why is that exactly? Is it because they don't exist? Mm. You know, where's all the cleric's powers coming from? What if it's not their God? Oh dear. Hang on a second. Can of worms. Yeah, but that that's it, isn't it? It's that sort of thing where out of the three of them, Reborn you can put into any kind of campaign. It doesn't have to be a horror-based one. But yeah, like a couple of sessions where, you know, like you said, the cleric dies or so, someone dies, they're brought back. And then you have this and you're like, you suddenly start questioning more outside of what I call the sandbox, that outside of the storyline, like, mm-hmm. what else is out there? And then, it, you know, it can be resolved in some way or you just go, you know what? We'll just go table that for now. But where's the dragon? <laughs> like... Adventure first, gold later. Mm-hmm. Reasons while sleeping. Oh wait, I don't sleep. All the time in the world to consider what happened. <laughs> I think I know this answer, John, but out of what? the three of these, which one are you more likely to put into any campaigns you've run or any that you play? And that's an interesting one, you see, because as a player, reborn mm-hmm. without a question. Mm-hmm. No problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. As a GM, however, I gotta wonder, because if you're gonna put an NPC in there, a reborn has a problem because you, you can I mean, you can make up anything you want for it, no problem at all, but it then becomes a problem because you're playing it as a, as a semi-amnesiac, and I don't think that's the way forward. Whereas no, Hexblood, for example, I mean, I, I, fair enough. My proclivities are well known. I'm not much for the Dampiers. Play White Wolf. I, 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 I assume Dampiers aren't appearing in any, mm. <laughs> any campaigns you're running. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Werewolf the Apocalypse, all over. Big furry bugger, this is how it works. Simple as that. <laughs> Yeah, but Hexlords, yeah. on the other hand, the idea that you have something that you're moving towards that you may not want to move towards, mm. that's interesting. Mm. That makes almost like Elric in the books, and you have the whole, yep, no problem. You are going towards what they've said is your destiny. Do you have a choice? Don't you have a choice? What can we do with that? And I think if I was going to put it in something as an NPC, it would probably be one of the Hexlords, because I think you've got much more potential with that, particularly with the fact that it can disguise itself. It seems absolutely normal. Then suddenly someone goes, hang on a second. Didn't you have more teeth at the beginning of the day? <laughs> What's that on your head? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's going on with your head? That's yeah. not a that's not a hairstyle. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know. No. Yeah, I, I think the same. I think the Hexbloods, I think as a minor character of some sort would be really interesting. I love the idea that you can't avoid your fate, even though I know we talked about like having that thing with the players, but I think if you had an, a minor character that was that, mm. of course the players are like, well, we can help, we can help. And mm. and then if they can intervene, and if they do, that would be a really interesting thing. But if they are unable to for whatever reason, mm. again, it, I know again, it's always talks about like consent to like all these sort of thing. That is, it would be probably quite traumatic to lose someone that you've that built. that character with. wants to, and you've got that whole thing of, yeah, but we're going to lose them. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to lose them forever. They're not going to be there anymore, but they want that to happen. Mm. You've then got the philosophical question of, are we doing this for them or are we doing this for us? Exactly. Exactly that. And why are we doing it? And does this make us bad people? Because actually, probably does. Again, as a party, you probably assume, because you are the, the heroes of your story, that you know what's best. Mm-hmm. And you sometimes you need to tell it's a them. Problem. Sometimes you need to tell them that actually you don't necessarily know what best you are. Mm-hmm. You are the NPCs in other people's stories, and and yep. you have an impact in some way. So I think yeah, I love the reborn as a a player thing. I'd mm. see that even as a like a, even like a one on one solo mm. RPG. Yeah. Uh, again, because I guess the worry possibly with the reborn is that maybe it's just me. I wouldn't see a party. I mean, it will be um it would be a being human. Human, like the flatmates who is a werewolf, a vampire, yep. and a ghost, right? A b- reborn, yeah, a, a, a dampier, 
here, a hex blood, and the reborn all walk into the tavern. Walk into a bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's too easy, I, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, that's it, isn't it? I, and I, so I, I would see these. I don't want to be that person that's like, oh, these should be rarely used, blah blah blah. Because obviously, people can play whatever they want at that time. But they should. But I know. I see where you're coming from. You, you, these aren't things that are normal. In, and I use the, I use the phrase hesitantly, but at the same time, the, these aren't things that happen every day. These aren't people that are born every day. Mm-hmm. Literally, these aren't things that are born every day. And yeah. as a result, they shouldn't be. It, it shouldn't be the case of yet yeah, no problem at all. There's as many reborn as there are humans. If there are, you're in the plot of The Walking Dead. Or Miracle Day from Torchwood or anything like that. There you like go. You, yeah. you are in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. You're in the wrong scenario. You're in the wrong world. If you made a world about it, uh, all flesh must be eaten. Perfect. No problem at all. There's, there's zombies everywhere. No trouble whatsoever. Off you go. You'll fit in just fine. Mm-hmm. This, however, and like Dampier and Faye and everything else, if they were so average, if they happened all the time, they wouldn't be remarkable. No. They wouldn't need explaining in this way. There wouldn't need to be the whole, what happened to you? Where did you... You don't get a human saying, how were you made? Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Mommy and Daddy did a bad thing. Guess what? There we go. That's how it works. And this is nope. Here we go. Here's the options for how you were made. It, it's you know, the whole constructed theory the, with the damper, with the fay, everything else. How you were made. You weren't born. You were made. That's the key. Mm-hmm. Someone did something somewhere, and what they did. There's plenty of use of the words unnatural. Plenty of that use of that word in mm-hmm. this document. And you're sitting there going, "Yep, no problem." All right. So we're going with unnatural. We're going with evil. In the case of the vampire, we're going in the case of wrong. In the case of the reborn, mm-hmm. we're going in the face of cursed with the hex blood. Mm-hmm. These are words that denote bad, mm. wrong, worse. It's this isn't supposed to be your normal player character. Exactly. I think that should be that should be upheld to. That should be played to. And if you're going to take one of these, you don't take it because ah, I don't need sleep anymore. Fantastic. Yeah. Who's on watch? I guess it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's, it's, yeah. That's not why you should be playing this thing. You should be playing this because you want to play it and you're going to play it right. Mm-hmm. You're going to get into the character. You're going to think about it. Not just, cool, I'd hate it when that happens. Oh, yeah, the same. You know. I can't remember where it was, but I think I saw like a video that said, another tiefling warlock. Hooray! <laughs> what like <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I feel the same. Like I say this as someone who always plays variant human or a gnome, and and maybe because I don't feel like I want to play them and have a reason to play them and play them and justify it. I don't want to be that that person who goes, well, I want to play it because it's cool. Cause, yeah, out of, if you look at all of these characters, there's no, there's no pluses, there's no minus, there's no, it's all flavor, it's all role play. Mm. So you, I feel that you need to make sure you've got a good, clear idea in your head. It just mm. has to be one idea why you want to play this character yeah. and it can't be like you said it can't be because it's cool cool yeah unfortunately in this day and age when storytelling is complex and mm. slow burn and you want to have that emotional connection with people yeah. over the internet just it being cool is not good enough <laughs> my friends it's not enough it's not how it should be and it's not what it needs to be it just mm-hmm. yeah and i think i'm if they started doing this with all the other characters so you have the similar sort of thing you know humans wouldn't that be wonderful if you actually had something where you went yep yeah, no problem Here's the interesting bits about you. Mm-hmm. People would argue, yep, no problem. They've got that in all the characters and everything else. Like, no, because this can have that as well. What's interesting about being a human? You're versatile. Wonderful. Are you? I know plenty of humans who aren't. Oh, God, me neither. <laughs> you know. It's just, yeah. So yeah. Where's, where's the thing? Where, where's, what's my motivation? 
Yeah, I'd love that because again, obviously they don't have that in the player's handbook. This is just a new thing now where you're talking about origins and stuff like that. If slash when, you know, fingers crossed they do like a revised mm. player's handbook, that Sixth will come edition. in. Oh, I hope so. Sixth just... edition. <laughs> and it's nice that again, it doesn't, with these lineages, they don't, li- again, I know they don't really do that, but it doesn't limit it. Oh, you have to be a fighter to be a dampier. You could easily be uh, a dampier cleric, like oh. you said, or a bard. My God, that would be... My God, you get killed because you, you sing too much and you come back and you're like, ha-ha. that you song badly. They kill you. Wait a minute, that's the crow. Hang on a second. Oh, no. <laughs> no, can't use that one. Copyright. Uh-huh. So, John, is there anything that you would do to improve on these three? I know we sort of talked about it, but any one thing mm. that you would go, actually, I would use them all, but mm. it needs to have this thing to them. I would have... And I appreciate they're trying to avoid the negative things. Yes, I know. But I would have the complication. Doesn't need to be negative. No. But it needs to be a requirement of the character. It needs to be something that defines them as well. Because at the moment, they're just cool abilities with a good backstory. And as we've said, cool is not enough. There needs to be something that defines them, that says, this, this is your complication, this is the reason why you're different. You're not just a person with cool abilities, you're not just an immortal. You know, it's like a, you know, a vampire who lives forever and reads books all day. Great stuff. No problem at all. Mm. No danger. But where's the complication? Mm-hmm. These don't have one. They need one. There needs to be something. I mean, fair enough. No problem. If you see someone who's been stitched together, they are going to get all the negatives that goes with someone going, what the hell happened there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you look at it and, you know, 20, 30 years later, if they heal normally, they're just going to be small lines. Mm. Yeah, I've got a scar across the top of my head here. No one ever sees it because, you know, something daylight. <laughs> you know, can't see it. You know why I keep my eyebrows this long? There it is. Ah. <laughs> but there's the thing. Yeah, there's a scar on my chin. You can't see it. No nope, beard. There we if, go. Yeah, you can easily hide all these things. There you go. Yeah. And so there's got to be something where you've got that complication. that, Like the hex blood. Mm. Are you drawn towards doing other things if you don't go towards what you're supposed to be going towards? the reborn do the memories start intruding on what you're doing mm. do you find memories coming back at the wrong time as well as the time when you want them to oh i like that yeah the vampire the the, the whole you know you, you, your thirst and everything else what happens when you can't get it mm-hmm. i mean we clearly defined human doesn't get food or drink dies mm-hmm. okay well what does this get if it doesn't do that then does it suffer the same starvation rules if it does does it get starving if it you know it can just you know drain the color off something if it wants something Mm-hmm. Does it go feral? Does it not mm. go feral? Does it become dormant? Does it, I don't want to use the word torpor, but it's the right one. It's it's the whole, what do you do? Where's the complication? Look at all three of them. The Dampier is the only one that has uh, an attack, per se, that is like unique to them. I guess for the hags, maybe I, I don't, again, not to stereotype, but if it's a if it's a female, maybe they have longer nails, so they have a nail attack or something. Um, and the, the Reborn as well, like, again, if they are made of certain parts and stuff, or, mm-hmm. or placed together, maybe they have certain strengths and certain mm-hmm. weaknesses from that. Are they stronger? It, yeah, exactly. Are they are they stronger? Yeah. I think yeah. Just that again. I guess because we've got obviously Dampier, obviously it's like ah, oh, bitey, bitey, great. And then you've got the the Hexblood, which is a little bit magical, but again, it mm. doesn't necessarily limit you to that. Oh. And then the Reborn, you have advantage on death saving throws and all that sort of thing, like reduces that. But other than that, the only offensive one I would say mm. on paper looks like to be the Dampier. And I would like to see mm. something from each of them. They're humanoid, but they have gone, I guess, as we've sort of talked about, they've transcended. They've gone mm. somewhere and they've come back completely mm. changed. So I'd, I'd no like to longer. see that. 
Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? With the reborn, it's, it's always talked about the great strength. Mm. And it's more because they don't have a comprehension of how much strength they've got. Ooh, yeah. Because you were born with X amount of strength. But mm. if you have a person who was, you know, seven stone in life, and they're reanimated in the body of a champion powerlifter, and they just slap something lightly, and then it goes flying across the room, there's that moment of, ah, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> and then what happens if they can't control it? And so everything they do is absolutely full strength. Mm. They can't pick things up properly because it's crunched, there it is, it's gone. Mm. You can't do anything else. You have, you lose that control. It's it's going back to the flesh golem in the original D&D with the whole you lose control. It becomes berserk. Maybe it realises what it is. Maybe it can't hold back. Maybe it, maybe, mm. maybe. But that, you know, with great strength comes great problems <laughs> or responsibility <laughs> these are players responsible is not the way forward i do like that idea like you you mm. can't control your strength it's like um i can't remember the medical condition from now but i saw it on an episode of house where there was a, a lady who couldn't feel the change in temperature you know she could touch things but couldn't feel there was no uh, nerve stuff like that so again that could be a thing that you don't realize how you know being in the heat of a battle you're like yeah i'll keep doing it but you're still taking fire damage you're still you're, you're taking yeah. uh, cold damage and yeah. you just don't feel it everyone else feels it and they have to tell you i think mm. that would be an interesting uh yeah. so just something different if you didn't want to be like the typical sort of like oh it's frankenstein's monster who's got great strength you could just like you your sensitivities have completely changed mm. and you feel things differently yes your foot is on fire jim your foot's on fire is it? I, oh shit! Oh damn! Yeah. Oh no! Damn it again! Gotta gotta do. Told you not to stand too close to the fire in the tavern. <laughs> you know. The boot and the the cape go up. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, John, for going with me through this. Much appreciated. Uh, yeah, I think uh, there's there's so much in here, and I, I think it's mm. a good step forward. Like I know what they're trying Definitely. to do and stuff like that. I agree with you. Like it would be nice to see complications. I think that's a great word, mm. actually. Like you said, it doesn't have to be negative, negative, but it'd be nice to have like there is a reason for this and yeah, something yeah, to offset. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, so John, where can we find you? What are you up to? What what projects have you got on, man? Well, uh, all the conventions in the world, which, yeah. <laughs> uh, so UK Games Expo, you'll find me there. Dragon Meat, you'll find me there. Aircon, you'll find me there. I, there's too many. I'm not even going to mention it. Um, <laughs> I've got a book coming out later on this month. Um, mm -hmm. This month? Next month, it's February. 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 There we go. There you go. Uh, look at uh, lunapress.com. Novel's called Just Add Water. Um, first of uh, a few. I, I can't speak about anything else, but there's more things in the pipeline. Yes, yes. Um, but yes, no, find me at conventions. Tell me I'm wrong. Bring <laughs> about a strong damp opinion. About dampiers, go to John and yeah. say, I think dampiers are great, and then... <laughs> Argue with me. Oh, oh, no, you can't see it, listeners, but John has made a face where I'm like, I wouldn't argue with this man. <laughs> the eyebrows, it's all in the eyebrows. All in the eyebrows. Well, my name is Fiona, and you can find me at the What Am I Rolling podcast, which is a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast. As always, as I say on this podcast, it's going very, very well. I actually helped, well, helped out. I For Dragon Meat, I did a thousand-year-old vampire. So I did my own dampier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> very well, that, indeed. Thank you. And yeah, and I finished that off. Um, turns out... It goes on quite quickly after the live stream, so who knew, who knew? Um, but yeah, you can find that on all the regular places as well. And I do improv, hooray. Uh, so come watch me pretend to be other people and also get attention, it's great. <laughs> and oh, of course, I always forget this, but also me and John are part of a new upcoming project of Pantheon, which will be mm. very exciting. We sort of alluded to there. So yes, uh, both myself and John and three other sort of uh, players are going to be rotating DMs. And John is the first one to start us off. Whenever, oh, the fools. 
Oh, I, I'm excited, but also terrified. <laughs> you see, we should show them at some point in time. We should actually put up those clips from the preambles. We should, yes. We, I just we... want people to see Mira's face at the point at which she realized what I was doing as a GM. Yes. There was a moment of, oh dear, God, he's like that. I was like, yep. <laughs> okay, yes. I, th I thought you knew. Mm, yeah, we actually, we did all lots of session zeros and, and sort of one shots and stuff. And yeah, J John's one was very, very sci-fi, really, really cool. And then we were all like, oh no, <laughs> right? It's about 20 minutes before the end. But absolutely incredible. So I cannot, I cannot wait to start doing that and playing on a regular basis. So Definitely. all good stuff. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening and we will see, speak, talk and I can never end this, John. Welcome to my life. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you all sometime soon, whether in life or in person. Exactly. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. <laughs>